Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house. It's Friday, August 18th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. Two major organizations have cut ties with the St. Louis Chess Club over allegations of sexual misconduct. These powerful entities such as Chess.com and Lead Chess are part of the growing chorus demanding accountability and a safer space for women in the game. Coming up, a look at the moves some hope lead to reform in the chess world. The Bi-State Development Agency is working to address its ongoing staffing shortage. Fewer drivers and operators has led to reduced bus and Metrolink routes. Bi-State President and CEO Talby Roach says while the agency is looking for new employees, it continues to offer incentives, including a $5,000 signing bonus. We also just went under a three-year contract with our uh, longtime uh, 788 ATU union employees who have been out there uh, struggling, working hard. Uh, that includes a bonus uh, over that three-year contract, which uh, is right around $7,000, so a comparable bonus. Roach made the comments yesterday on St. Louis on the Air. The agency hosts job fairs on the second Saturday of every month. One of the big unknowns for next year's election is whether abortion rights will be on the Missouri ballot. As St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg reports, both of the state's U.S. senators weighed in on that issue at the Missouri State Fair. Both senators say Missouri voters will and should have the opportunity to vote on abortion rights. Speaking at the governor's ham breakfast, Senator Josh Hawley says he has supported allowing voters to decide on abortion. I'll defer to voters if, if and when we get to have that on the ballot Missouri. Similarly, Senator Eric Schmidt says he thinks it's inevitable that the question will be brought to Missouri voters. What will likely happen, which is what you know conservatives advocated for a long time, is let the states decide. And so I think we're probably headed for that in a lot of states, including Missouri. A set of proposed constitutional amendments would place abortion rights in Missouri's Constitution, but there is a court battle over the proposed ballot language. In Sedalia, I'm Sarah Kellogg, St. Louis Public Radio. The Republican National Committee's co-chair is giving the Illinois GOP some tips on how to win. Drew McKissick is also the head of South Carolina's Republican Party. He says Illinois is solidly blue and it's going to take hard work to change that and Republicans cannot get dejected. Victory is not permanent. Defeat is not permanent. The only thing that's permanent is there's going to be another election two years from now, and we've got to be ready for it, right? Republicans rallied yesterday at the Illinois State Fair. Democrats gathered at the event earlier this week. The group redeveloping Cleveland High School in South St. Louis has started collecting community input. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmid reports the developer wants to incorporate ideas from the surrounding community. Dozens of local Dutchtown residents and Cleveland graduates gathered earlier this week to hear developer Chris Goodson's ideas for the former high school. Residents also asked wide-ranging questions that touched on specifics of what they want to see, like sustainable building practices or a dog park. Ward 3 Alderman Shane Cohn says the redevelopment is a chance to establish an asset in South St. Louis. It's an opportunity to look at what St. Louis residents are leaving the city to do, what they're leaving the city to buy, and how we might be able to bring those uh, resources, businesses into our community. Cohn says he expects the redevelopment will take years to complete. Community organizations in Dutchtown are committed to keeping the public informed throughout the process. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. 
A deal to acquire the AT&T Tower in downtown St. Louis has fallen through. The Post-Dispatch reports Advantis Group is not moving forward with a $300 million plan to convert the building into a hotel, apartments, and office space. It's not known why the project fell apart. The Land Clearance for Redevelopment Authority approved tax abatement for the proposal late last year. The newspaper reports Advantis was slated to close on the 44-story property by January. Mid-America St. Louis Airport's leader will step down next week. Director Brian Johnson is taking a similar position with the Kansas City area airport. He's led the Metro East operation since early 2020. Assistant Director Darren James will be Mid-America's interim leader. St. Louis Art Museum curators worked with an international advisory group of artists, rappers, and other experts to create an exhibition on the cultural impact of hip-hop. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, the show has a global view but highlights local artists. The exhibition is called The Culture, Hip-Hop and Contemporary Art in the 21st Century. It's time to celebrate the 50th anniversary of the Bronx Block Party that historians consider the birth of hip-hop. The show includes painting, sculpture, music, videos, and Chance the Rapper's hat. It's a collaboration with the Baltimore Museum of Art. Co-curator Andrea Purnell of SLAM said eight artists who've lived and worked in St. Louis are included. It was important that we brought in St. Louis voices, Baltimore voices. So an opportunity for our city to stand up and shine is, is seen throughout. The show opens Saturday with a block party and free admission to the museum. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Two major organizations have cut ties with the St. Louis Chess Club. The move comes as sexual misconduct allegations are increasing calls for change throughout the chess world. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All spoke with Wall Street Journal sports reporter Andrew Beaton, who has been covering the developments. What did you find that these two big chess organizations have done in the relationship with the St. Louis Chess Club? Well, in recent months and throughout the course of this year, there's been a broader reckoning over how allegations of sexual misconduct in the chess world have been handled by the powers that be. And over the past week or so, two of the biggest online operators around, uh, LeeChess.org and Chess.com, have functionally suspended their relationships with the St. Louis Chess Club over their uh, perception of how the club has handled accusations of, of wrongdoing. These accusations of wrongdoing are not new. Do you know why they took this action now? Well, I think there's been a growing crescendo throughout the course of this year where we had, in the wake of Jen Shahadi's tweet, where she outlined allegations against Alejandro Ramirez, the prominent grandmaster who's the resident grandmaster at the St. Louis Chess Club, we had done some deeper reporting and found that there were numerous women who accused Alejandro Ramirez of wrongdoing. And one of the key bits we think of our reporting was that it wasn't just that he had done things wrong, but many people had told us that it, it seemed that bodies such as the St. Louis Chess Club and the U.S. Chess Federation knew about this type of behavior and didn't act on it for quite some time. And I think one of the things we've seen in the recent weeks and months since then is that there has been a growing Me Too movement of sorts within the chess world. There were 
for women who resigned recently from the U.S. Chess Accessibility Committee. So I think all of what we're seeing now is a growing tidal wave, and this is part of it, where these powerful entities such as Chess.com and Lead Chess are part of the growing chorus demanding accountability and a safer space for women in the game. From a functional point of view, what is the impact on the St. Louis Chess Club with Chess.com and Lead Chess not recognizing, supporting, and engaging with their tournaments? Well, for one, there's a visibility standpoint. Most people who are following a chess tournament like the ones hosted in St. Louis are doing so online. And chess.com and Lee Chess are incredibly popular websites and operators that let usually lend a very large audience to these events. And so for if you take chess.com, for example, they're usually providing their own video, they have their own content people on site, and they're giving it a big spotlight when there's a big tournament in St. Louis. And now that spotlight is gone. Basically, they're saying, if we don't love the way you guys are handling these important issues, we don't want to be shining a positive and bright light on you. Any big time sporting event is made big time by the viewers. You know, what makes the Super Bowl the Super Bowl is that there's 100 million people watching. And while we're not talking about that type of number with a chess tournament, it sort of has the same message of, if Fox or CBS took the Super Bowl off the air. Do you believe that this is the beginning of substantial and sustainable change in the chess world? I think that's what the people involved hope. I think whether we see substantial change is to be determined. The U.S. Chess Federation has introduced new measures such as uh, partnering with Safe Sport. Um, But I think having spoken to people in the industry, they're all looking at it with an air of skepticism because until they feel the change, they won't necessarily believe the change has happened. Andrew Beaton from the Wall Street Journal, thank you so much. Thanks for having me. That was Wall Street Journal sports reporter Andrew Beaton speaking with St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All. Our Brian Moline edited that report. Before wrapping up, the Missouri State Fair is open through Sunday in Sedalia. Fairgoers yesterday took advantage of the beautiful weather to experience the many facets of the annual event, including animal exhibits and carnival games. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Kellogg brings us this audio postcard from the Missouri State Fair. I'm Jason Peterson. I'm from Cassville, Missouri. My favorite part about the State Fair is showing my miniature Herefords. I feel like the benefits of showing cattle are you get to learn how to talk to people, go out of your way, you get to learn some business skills, and you get to learn some work ethic. Sue Malville from Sedalia, Missouri. The fair is very important to Sedalia. A few years ago they handed out $2 bills to all of the people that were running the fair to spend in the town, and we were absolutely surprised at how much money is spent in town at restaurants and hotels and stuff from the fair. Blake Drennan from Windsor, Missouri. The reason that we are at the fair today is because it is the first time that our girls got to experience the fair. The kids are very much enjoying the state fair, but we're getting really close to nap time, so we're starting to push our limit just a little bit. It's family fun. Come on, everyone. Some of the voices from the Missouri State Fair. We have more on the annual event, including some images from yesterday, at stlpr.org.
The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. It's dollars to donuts that our state fair is the best state fair in our state. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.